Welcome to Cafecito with Rosie on air, where you'll get to know local professionals, entrepreneurs, movers, and shakers, and how they're helping their community. Hear exclusive interviews from thriving individuals, get inspired, and learn from them. And now, your host, author, speaker, commissioner, Medicare broker, business owner, published author, and business trailblazer, Rosie Paulson. Welcome to Cafecito with Rosie on Air. I am so excited that we are now in the month of April and we are in quarter number two of 2022. And now we are going to be talking about another topic, persistence. Persistence is that grit and resilience that does not let you give up even when you're ready to do it. My name is Rosie Paulson and I'm the host of your show. And this show always, always bring inspiring individuals for you to get to know who they are, what they do, and how they help the community. And today I'm excited and thrilled to have Candy Wyndham, a friend of mine originally from Colombia, and she is an author, leadership coach, trainer and a speaker with over 10 years in executive coaching and 12 years of human resources professional with expertise in talent acquisition and management. She has achieved excellent results with diverse clients nationwide and internationally. That is just a little bit because she is also a ball of energy. There's not too many people that can be in the same room with me and have the same energy as, do, as I do. And she also loves to dance as a Zumba. She's a Zumba instructor, and her story is an amazing one. So, Candy, welcome. How are you today, my love? I'm doing great. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for the introduction. <laughs> that gave me chills. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's always an amazing thing to talk to another Latina that is successful in the area. And that one of the things that I, I, I admire so much of you and that is that you are always willing to teach others. Um, because, you know, that mentality, that scarce mentality of thinking that if you share your talents and resources with others um, will take away from you, it's an, like I said, an old wives' tale. And the new generation, especially the positive and outgoing uh, energetic people, understand that this is who you are and that you're unique and no matter what you do, you are the only one that can do and produce when you were created to do so candy tell me a little bit about you i know you're originally from from colombia but who's candy windham <laughs> thank you so candy is somebody who is as you said uh, you mentioned before super energetic and something that i love to do and i love every morning to do is learning and giving to people so i believe in a, in a love that Whatever you put out, that's what you receive. So the more you give, the more you receive. So that's who I am, basically, and a completely 100% giver. So tell me, you have a really interesting story about what make you make that big switch. What was that aha moment in your life when you realized, oh, my God, you know, I came so close and I need to make a change? Oh, Jesus, I have so many, I would say I was, I have so many 
transformations in my life, but a one that actually transformed my, my life is when I feel completely stuck. I have a lot of rejection with my business. People were closing doors. And literally at that moment is when I realized that if I do not believe in myself, how are others going to be believing me? So I had to start really, really working and really hard in myself first to be able to project and attract the people that I really want to be in my circle. That is awesome. And it it is so important, right? Because surrounding yourself with individuals that have the same outgoal in life, it's not that it makes things um, easier. It's just it makes it more fun. You know, there's a saying that says, if you want to go farther, go alone. But if you want, if you, uh, no, if you want it, hey, I don't remember what it is, but it's something about in the things of, if you want to go farther, go together um, because it's just you have a common goal. And when you are ready to kind of like maybe give up, the other person to say, no, we, we had this. And they push you to be the best that you can be if you surround yourself with the right people. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about your family. Uh, when did you came to the United States? Um, about your story, just tell me a little bit about you know, how did you became who you are today? Oh, that's awesome. So thank you so much for that question. So it was in 2001 when I met my husband and we got married and actually got to the pleasure to move to the United States. I didn't know any English at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't know and even to communicate how, you know, to communicate with my husband. So we have to use dictionary you know, body language, anything else but besides the language. <laughs> but it was so persistent that I feel like, okay, I have to go to college. I have to because I have two little kids. My husband was in the military overseas. So every day I was looking for something better, you know, to do. And I was very persistent about, you know, what do I need to learn? Who do I need to meet? And I was even, I didn't have a car and I, have, I don't even have a driver license. I had to walk to the colleges, walk to people just to find out what I need to know. And I always look and I ask, okay, is anybody here who speaks Spanish? And I always find somebody who can actually help me out with that. And and one thing, one of the challenges that I had is that the moment that I got here in this country 20 years ago, my husband got deployed to Hawaii. Oh, wow. And I had to stay here, no English, no driver license. We took kids and I feel, oh, Jesus, what are I going to be doing with my work, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I have to create a plan because every time that he was and deployed, he was telling me, Candy, you have to make sure that you have a plan in case I do not come back. So the first thing in my mind was like, I had to go to college. I had to learn English. I have to finish school. That's when I finished my master's degree in human resources. And I started working with the state of Florida, uh, the Department of Labor, and also multi, multinational companies like Nielsen GE, which I, I served um, before I actually started my business. Mm-hmm. And then uh, um, in that moment is when I realized that, you know, the life is is given day by day and you have to make the most of it. That's why you have to show up every day demonstrate your skills. You always have to, the the best you can do during the day because it's nothing promised the next day. And that's what a persistent is, is to 
always showing up. And that's something that I learned from my husband. And thank God he showed me that, I guess, for the military. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, it was it, it was challenging. And that's how actually I wrote the book um, that I mentioned. I think, uh, I don't know if you have a copy one, a copy of my book, Rosie. No, but we'll, we'll get together and make sure that we exchange notes in there. The good thing, too, is that also, isn't your son just joining the military, too? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so a family of, of services through military. Thank you for all your services and thank you for everything you do. But because being the mother or being the wife of a uh, veteran is, is not easy of the, or our military and our heroes. Um, so thank you again, Candy, for everything that you do for us and for your family. Oh, thank you, Rosie. <laughs> yeah. So t- we were talking about the book. So tell me, what made you decide to write that book? Okay, so that was something that it was holding me back. And it was resentment to somebody who hurt me really bad when I was a kid, you know, when I was young. And he, my ex-husband abandoned me uh, with two little kids. Mm-hmm. And that's when I feel like, okay, so the... The therapy, you know, when you go to personal development, especially when you learn from Tony Robbins, Brendan Bouchard, all these gurus, is that you have to journal. And I feel, okay, so I need to write my story so I can let it go. You know, part of Mm -hmm. the power of let that go. And that's when I decide to connect with somebody who who really, you know, have a connection with me, with a life foundation. That's when I decide to share my story. Mm-hmm. And the moment that I wrote the chapter in that book, it was like a relief of that resentment, of that story, of that pain, of that something that, that I was carrying for so many years. And, and that's the powerful writing. <laughs> yes, yes. And people don't understand, but forgiveness doesn't mean that you will allow that person to hurt you again. Forgiveness is more about you letting go of the just, the, the what you think is justified to uh, that that person needs to pay for what they did to you. Um, but you releasing that it's actually more powerful because you're removing the power that you give to this person because of that resentment. Because the only person that that resentment, resentment affect is you. And, and it shows a lot of maturity when you are able to forgive that person and move on with your life. Again, that doesn't mean that you're going to forget and get yourself in the same situation that you were with before. You grow and um, learn and move forward from this situation. Um, so I commend you, uh, Candy, on that and how you have inspired others through your chapter in that book to be able to, to look at that, search into their souls and see who they need to forgive. And uh, one of the things that I'm working on right now, really good, is not really right now, it's not about just forgiving, but accepting the person as just who they are without changing. Because a lot of people, I mean, the only person you can change is yourself, but a lot of people do not even know that they suck and they're not wonderful (laughs) people, right? In their little world, they're perfect. Um, Because it takes a lot of responsibility and guts to understand that you are a work in process, uh, a work in progress, and that you need to look at those outcomes and see how you can be better than you were yesterday. Correct? 
Yes, exactly. And, and in that chapter, that is something that I, I really mentioned very hardly. And that's part of what my business is about is leading from, you know, within you. When, when you start leading yourself, you'll start having that persistent, consistent and believing in you. And also you have the control of who, what are you thinking, your actions. And, and then you have that connection with your inner self, because sometimes leaders and especially nowadays they focus a lot in what is around them and what is outside instead just going to inside of them and looking what they have done and how beautiful they are and if they see you know when when um when we start the conversation about okay about surrounding yourself yourself with the people that you need to be around literally those people around you are just like you so we perceive and we mirror anybody who is around us. So if we see anybody who has something that we don't like, that's actually something that we need to own it and work on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is so true. It's so true. Um, it, this is so funny because I'm so much like my dad. And when we were, when I was younger, of course, me and my dad used to have this humongous fights. And I realize now I mean, I'm just like him. And the reason why we had the big blowouts is because that was the reflection of who he, who he was. Now, what I was able to learn from that situation is that I do not want to be that out of control individual that my father was back then. And I started working on, on my emotions and not exploding and my rage, which comes with a lot of with a generation of curses that I will be, I have been able to manage now. And then it's the funniest thing is that I have been able to kind of go back to my dad now as an adult and say, hi, dad, do you understand that this, what is normal when you were a child or in your life and your, uh, in your childhood or when you were growing up is not normal, really, you can have self-control. And I've seen my dad change so much over the years, you know, it does not take, uh, just one day to do it it has taken years but he is a different person from what he was yesterday and i'm a bit i'm a better person than i was yesterday too and it's mm -hmm. one of those things that i think you and i candy inspire others to do to take responsibility look at who you are be happy with the progress that you're making today celebrate your wins do your little happy dance yeah yeah and then be better than you were yesterday. So thank you, because I'm so excited that you and I have the same mindset on that part of being better than yesterday. And, and every day we evolve. Yes. Okay, <laughs> and it's a learning process. And that's part of uh, when we have challenges. It's like, okay, I have this challenge, but also you create those challenges. Because when you are evolving, you're learning. And then to be able to learn, you have to have challenges. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I call challenges opportunities to learn. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I've been reading the Think and Grow Rich book. And they always talk about, uh, uh, so um, defeat is an opportunity for you to understand that something might not have worked the way you wanted it. But it teaches you another way to create or achieve what you were looking to achieve, you know? So it's just out, out of the outcome of how you see 
and perceive life or your obstacles and your chance, uh, chance uh, your, your obstacles and your opportunities for growth, right? <laughs> yes, it's like uh, I have a saying here, I, I repeat it myself all the time, is business is a spiritual game mm -hmm. as well as life is a connection game. So the, mo the more you connect with yourself in a spiritual way, there's always you're going to be able to grow in uh, miracle things. And whatever you do, you're going to have passion and that huge purpose that is connected with you is spiritual. So that actually is something that I live by every single day is by living and show gratitude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh man, that's so important. But let's—I'll talk on that topic before we leave today. But tell me a little bit about who you. I mean, what you do for people. I know you human resources and executive coaches. And recently, we we saw each other at the Grow Pasco, and you mentioned you helped this um, high uh, this um, uh, sweet sea. Uh, individual to achieve uh, another job that he was looking for. So tell me a lot about what you do for people and how you help them. Okay, so this is funny. So what exactly what I do is I do a lot of leadership training and I do coaching for big corporations. Right now I have five corporations that I support. However, this client that I shared with you during the meeting, it was just rambling. He connected with me. He was like, Candy, is any way that you can help me? I saw your background. You have a coaching background. You have an HR background. You have a TA background. I need to land this job. Can you help me? I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I was completely rambling. And I didn't believe I could help him. And basically, I just did what the best I do is to make sure that they break through what empower who they are they have they develop the confidence in themselves believe in themselves and also do the role playing you know because people get into a story um that i'm too old nobody wants to hire me they have their own stories so why not right mm -hmm. so i had to shift them the mindset of what i do with the executive directors and leaders is to Think positive. Think about really good how amazing their work is. And then stop thinking of talking from their head and instead just talking from their heart. And that was this four-hour section. And he landed the job from Chase Corporation. Now he's, he's going to be moving to the Citigroup company. And that was like a brain like, like, I was like, oh, I can do this? I can't believe it. <laughs> Because I, because literally coaching, as long as you have these coaching skills and abilities to to transform people's lives and people's how they think and how they react and how they think about themselves, they can achieve anything. Exactly, because I do believe that's that's that one true thing. I mean, as coaches, we think outside the box, but the person that's looking for the answer already knows the answer. Because that's the person living through it. And as coaches, our job is just like to get it out of them, get them out of the environment where they have maybe put some limitations or they're stopping from the flow of what they already know that they can do. Uh, and we just help them and guide them to find that answer. Um, so I'm, and I'm glad that you do that uh, because it's about just encouraging and empowering others to be the best that they can be um with themselves right so uh, thank you candy this is this is just so amazing i'm so, having such a good time uh with this interview next thing i wanted to kind of ask you and go back to where you were talking about gratitude uh, gratitude is just I, I guess people sometimes forget 
how good we have it. What do you think about that? Oh my God, that's actually something that I explain in my chapter and the book Chosen is that before my transformation date, I was granted, you know, like, oh, I have money. It's okay. I have my dresses. Oh, it's okay. But I always want more. You know, I want, 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 instead of just being grateful. And then when I lost everything, you know, I lost my health. I almost died. And then I lost financially on a stable. I couldn't even take a bus because I didn't have the money for a bus to take the bus in my country in Colombia. And then when, when that happened, when I lost everything, I almost lost my son because he almost lost his life too, is when you feel like, Jesus, what am I going to be doing about all these things? And that's when I have to think about something, something was working on me. You know, it was like, if this is showing on my life, it's because I have to learn something. Mm-hmm. Then when I, I had this heart attack and, and I was walking away, finally, after 21 days in the hospital, I was walking outside the hospital and I feel the breath of the wind. I saw the mountains. I, I smelled the perfume of my mom. And I was looking at everything, even the leaf of the streets. Is when I feel, oh, Jesus, I never saw that before because I was focused so much in the material world, in having a house, having a car, having a motorcycle, husband, you know, all those luxury things. But I was not being grateful for what I was around me. Mm. And that was when I feel like that was a tremendously learning experience. And since then, I'm just being grateful every day just for being alive, just to being all available and able to open my eyes every morning. That moment is when I'm so grateful because I know that I can transform all these people. So I can do the best for myself. I can do best for my family, the best for my neighbors, my community, if I am alive. If I'm not alive, I can do that. So I have to be grateful for just one thing, being alive. Oh, that is so amazing and so inspiring, Candy. And I am grateful for you, my friend. I am grateful for our friendship. I am grateful that even if we don't see each other uh, for a while, when we reconnect, we just like pick it up like where we left off, like no no time has passed. And uh, thank you for that positive attitude. Thank you for always showing me some stuff in Instagram and all the funny things that we end up laughing like little children because sometimes I got to go back to that, right? Uh, Be and revive that seven-year-old giggling and laughing over just silly stuff that happened in Instagram. And I really appreciate that, my friend. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm so happy that we are friends and we continue this journey and it's not going to stop. We're going to go somewhere else that is bigger than what we think. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, Candy, I thank you so much for being here today. And thank you. Uh, One more thing. Where can people find you? What's your website? Okay, so the best way to connect with me, I have a, a site that they can just go directly to connect uh, on a phone call. It's kwcoachinggroupcall.com. And they basically, they can just book a call with me anytime. And also, if they want to connect with me on LinkedIn, I'm 100% available there too as a KW, you know, KW Wyndham, you know, KW. Uh, it's Kay Wyndon, I think it is. And okay, no problem. We will get that in the link of the comments. Thank you, Candy, so much. And remember, my friends, we are in April. The, the quarter theme is persistence, but the April theme is set a fire under yourself. 
persistent is a pivotal and vital part of your success. You need to continue to not give up, continue to try to be who you were meant to be. Because if you have your purpose and you have that clear of your why and why you were created and you believe that, you add faith to that, you will not give up. That is what Nyeke or Grit and Resilient is all about. I want to leave you with this last quote from John Shipp. Perseverance is a stubbornness with purpose. Perseverance is a stubbornness with purpose. My friends, I thank you so much and I am grateful that you are hearing my program today. And don't forget, stay pure, stay positive, and then stay inspired. Ciao! You just enjoyed another episode of Cafecito with Rosie on air. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and visit www.rosiepaulson.com to learn more about Rosie Paulson Enterprises. Stay pure, stay positive, stay inspired.